are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, Jesus worked on this earth, destroyed the work of the devil. He did these things by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He did not do them just because he was the Son of God. John, the fifth chapter, verse 25 and 26 says that as the Father had life in himself, so had he given the Son to have life in himself, and that he could execute judgment also because he was the Son of Man. Not because he was the Son of God. Even though he was the Son of God, certainly he was the Son of God. But that wasn't the reason that he could execute justice for and against because he was the Son of God. He did it because he was the Son of Man. Now this is the point I want to drive hard into your spirit tonight, is the fact that because we are born on this planet, we have legal authority here to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus' ministry, his present day ministry, as our intercessor is limited to what he can get you to do and what he can flow through you in destroying the works of the devil. Well, someone said, yes, but you see, Jesus walked perfect and upright under that old covenant. And, of course, we can't do that. Well, thank God we don't have to do that. We don't have to walk perfect and upright under the old covenant. We walk perfect and upright under the new covenant. And the new covenant's better. Now, do you realize that all of the things that Jesus did in his walk here on the earth was done under the old covenant? And we have a better covenant, established on better promises. Established on better promises. He's a surety. He's the guarantee of the new covenant. Well, what we need to realize is that the blood of bulls and goats could not take away the consciousness of sin. But the blood of Jesus could remove the very consciousness of sin. So that today, you and I as a believer, because of 1 John 1, 9, because that we've made Jesus our Lord, even though we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Advocate means an assessor. It means counselor, consoler, go-between, lawyer. He's our lawyer, thank God. Now, the devil will come to you and try to beat you over the head and say, well, now, you ugly thing, you've done this and you've done that and it's, it's bad news, you might as well quit, you know. But now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have an advocate now. We have an intercessor. Under the old covenant, they did not have an intercessor. There was no man. God searched for a man that would stand in the gap for Israel. And if he could have found one man, would have saved the nation. But he didn't find him. But thank God we now have a high priest that ever lives and makes intercession for us. And his name is Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. He makes intercession for us. Now, because of 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Now, that's written to the church, you see. So if you make a mistake, confess your sin. Don't run from God, run to God. Now, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just forgive our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So now, because of this, of what Jesus did, the blood of Jesus removes the very consciousness of sin. 
We should have no sin consciousness under this new covenant. Are you listening to me? You missed a good place to shout. We should have no sin consciousness. And because of that, we can walk perfect and upright in Christ. Now listen to me. In Christ, we can walk perfect and upright. The Apostle Paul said, present you perfect, unblameable, unreproachable in Christ. Somebody said, yes, but the Bible says your righteousness is a filthy rags. Hey, I'm not talking about my righteousness. I'm talking about his righteousness. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's not our righteousness, it's his righteousness. Somebody said, yeah, but what you think about once saved, always saved. I go days and don't think nothing about it. <laughs> don't want out. Why would I want to think about that? Glory to God, we can walk perfect and upright under this new covenant as though sin had never been. Oh, glory to God. Can you see that? Now, because we can walk perfect and upright under this new covenant as though sin had never been, it is legal for God to anoint us with the Holy Ghost and power. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Yeah, yeah. He can legally anoint us to destroy the works of the devil. And thank God he did on the day of Pentecost. There's old Peter could never do anything right until he come out of that upper room talking in tongues. <laughs> that tongue talking must have done something for him. Because before that, you know, everything he did was wrong almost. I mean, he needed peppermint-flavored shoes. He always had his foot in his mouth. <laughs> Went fishing, fished on the wrong side of the boat. Run a race to the tomb, lost it. But brother, when he come out of that upper room, anointed with the Holy Ghost. The first crippled man he saw, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he did. Glory be to God. What's happened to this man? He's walking perfect and upright under the new covenant, and God has anointed him. And he has an intercessor. His name is Jesus. ha. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Now, he walked perfect and upright under the... Oh, he made mistakes, all right. Paul called him on the carpet about a mistake he made. But he still walked perfect and upright under that new covenant because 1 John 1, 9. I want you to know God is a merciful God. He wants you walking perfect and upright under this new covenant. And he's got enough mercy to make sure and grace to make sure that you do so he can legally anoint you to destroy the works of the devil. Now what we need to realize is the fact that the present day ministry of Jesus is linked to the Holy Spirit within you. Go with me to John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, right quick. Let's notice something that Jesus said. Verse 12, John 14, verse 12, Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Now, the reason he said that, first of all, is that if he doesn't go to the Father, he won't send the Holy Ghost. But if I go to the Father, I'll send the Holy Ghost, the same anointing that was upon Jesus of Nazareth. Now, how many of you know that's the same anointing? It's the same Holy Ghost. And come on down here and let's read verse 
25, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, he talks about whom the Father will send in my name. Now, here we get some insight into the Holy Spirit. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He's called the Spirit of Christ. He'll send him in my name. He'll teach you all things. Now follow over into chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Now come down to verse 7 in the 16th chapter of John. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comfort it will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him. Now here's Jesus walking with the disciples one day, and everything's going great. He's got 82 people working under his ministry, and he's supporting a whole bunch of them. And he says to them, you'd be a lot better off if I leave. And I can just see old Peter saying, dear God, I'd have to go back to fishing if you left. But he said, you'd be better off if I leave because Jesus could only be with them in that one place. He was straightened. He said in one occasion, I am straightened in this body until I be released. In other words, he was pinned up in the body. He was limited in a human physical body. But he said, once I am released, I will come back to you. See, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. So the present-day ministry of Jesus, even though he is seated at the right hand of the Father, he has come back to us in the person of the Holy Spirit to dwell in the midst of you. Now notice verse 12. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, and he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now this is the present day ministry of Jesus. He said, when I come back to you in the person of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to show you some things that I couldn't get over to you in this present time. And thank God he's doing that. This is the present-day ministry of Jesus. He reveals things by the Holy Spirit. He reveals things that we don't have knowledge of. How do you suppose that a believer stood here a while ago and began to proclaim and call out healings that were taking place all over North America and different foreign countries? How in the world did he know that? He didn't. That was a perfect manifestation of the present-day ministry of Jesus through a believer. Jesus is our intercessor. He's our advocate. Thank God he's our go-between. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer this week is book offer number 7520, When Jesus Prays Through You, formerly entitled Jesus Our Intercessor, but it's now entitled, When Jesus Prays Through You, 131-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. Did you know that Scripture tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us? How does he do that? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us some insight into it. 
and some of the other scriptures in the Bible reveal. Paul said, when we know not what to pray for as we ought, then the Holy Spirit, through our spirit, prays the way God would pray. And the scripture says that Jesus is the intercessor. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, so many times people don't realize that under the old covenant there was no intercessor. And in fact, Solomon wrote and said, Wherefore I praise the dead, which are already dead more than the living, which are yet alive. Yea, better is he than both they which had not yet been, who hath not seen the evil work done under the sun. In other words, he said there was no comforter. The oppressor had power, and they that were oppressed had no power, and you would be better off dead than to live under this situation. It's a bad situation under the old covenant. When they got out from under the covenant of protection, then the curses hit them in the face, and there was power with the oppressor, but there was no power with the one receiving the oppression. And the scripture says that God looked for a man, but he found no man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. But thank God we have a man today. His name is Jesus. Jesus is our intercessor. That's offer number 7520, 131-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.